Welcome to the Side Hustle of the Small Business Podcast, powered by Hiscox. I'm your host, Sanjay Parekh. Throughout my career, I've had side hustles, some of which have turned into real businesses. But first and foremost, I'm a serial technology entrepreneur. In the creator space, we hear plenty of advice on how to hustle harder and why you can sleep when you're dead. On this show, we ask new questions in hopes of getting new answers. Questions like, how can small businesses work smarter? How do you achieve balance between work and family? How can we redefine success in our businesses so that we don't burn out after year three? Every week, I sit down with business founders at various stages of their side hustle to small business journey. These entrepreneurs are pushing the envelope while keeping their values. Keep listening for conversation, context, and camaraderie. Today, we're speaking to Viviana and Nancy Cisneros, the founders of Naughty Chicks, a pretzel company they founded in 2020 after discovering their love for baking pretzels in different flavors. After receiving positive feedback and offering them on Facebook, the company launched in Selma, California. Nancy and Viviana, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having us. So I'm excited to talk to you guys uh, because uh, pretzels is kind of interesting, right? Like it's such a niche product uh, and to go all in on a niche product, I think is is a fascinating um, move, but I think we've often seen other companies that do that kind of thing too. But let's, before we get into that, can both of you give us kind of a two minute background on each of you and what got you guys to here today? Okay, well, my name is Viviana. Um, I honestly, I always wanted to open up a food business. Um, I just didn't know what food business it would be. Um, during the pandemic, uh, my wife was craving pretzel and that's kind of how we came to fruition. But prior to all that, I mean, I was in the service. I did long-term um, subbing and then I worked with uh, special education. So it went from one field all the way to the other. That's awesome. Yes. Nancy? And uh, I actually was working at Valley Children's Hospital in the uh, finance department. I was with accounts payable. So I was there for eight years, going on nine. Um, uh, like my wife said, I was craving a pretzel when the malls were closed. And <laughs> I was, but I didn't want like just any pretzel. I don't know why for that, for, for some reason on that day, I was just like, I want a hot Cheeto pretzel. I was like, we're going to make this happen. And yeah, we, we found a recipe, uh, my wife tweaked it and we pretty much made our first pretzel and we posted it up on, uh, Facebook to ask our friends, like, you know, who would want to buy a pretzel from us? Yeah. Um, so how, how long did it take to make that first pretzel? How many, like, was it like in one go you made it after you found the recipe or was three there goes. some trial? It was three goes. Three goes. Okay. So yes. was that one day or is that multiple days? Yeah, pretty much in one day. Okay. Okay. So, so your craving got fulfilled uh, right in that day. Cause when you said three goes, I thought that might be multiple <laughs> days. Oh no, it was in one day. So, and yeah. then we tried different things. Like, um, we actually try to incorporate the, uh, hot Cheeto in with the dough, but you couldn't even taste the hot Cheeto. And that's what I was like, that's what I was missing. I was like, no, I want to taste the pretzel and the hot Cheeto at the same time. How are we going to make this happen? So we ended up um, actually just coating the elote style. Yeah, like an elote style. So uh, coating the the pretzel in what was it? Mayonnaise, mayonnaise and 
uh, we grounded up the hot Cheeto puff because we tried like the two different hot Cheetos that there are like the regular hot Cheetos and then the hot Cheeto puff. And we found uh-huh. out the hot Cheeto puffs, it's a lot more of a powder. So that'll stick a lot easier. And we're like, okay, this works and it tastes good. Huh. Interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun experimentation there. What, did, right. did you guys have all the ingredients uh, at home already, or was this like running out to the store to get all this stuff? Running out to the store, grabbing the stuff, coming home and going from there. I mean, mayonnaise, we already had, I think we had regular hot Cheetos and that was the puff that we had to go get to <laughs> just to see which yeah. would stick better. And then yeah. um, my mom was pretty much our, our taste tester too as well. So. <laughs> a pr- pretty patient mom there uh, to taste test through all that stuff, especially hot Cheetos. Um, so Viviana, you, you mentioned something. Um, you'd always wanted to open up a food business. Um, had you done entrepreneurial things when you were younger at all? No, not at all. I just no. knew that I wanted to work for myself and and capitalize on myself. Yeah. What about you, Nancy? Have you ever done any? Is this the first entrepreneurial thing or was there stuff before? No, this is the first. Like, I honestly thought I was going to retire from uh, Valley Children's Hospital, you know, working indoors, (laughs) Monday through Friday type of job, (laughs) holidays off. (laughs) And you're like, let's trade that in for working all the time and uh, going everywhere and crazy. Yeah. Uh, wow. that, that sounds sane. That, that sounds, uh, honestly, that sounds like every entrepreneur right there. Uh, we, we do crazy things to make these dreams come true. So that's great. Um, for both of you, is there any been, has there been anybody in your families that's been entrepreneurs that you've like seen go through this process or anything, or are you guys both the first ones in both of your families? Um, you know what, my, my brother, um, I don't know about 10 years ago, he had opened up his own moving company. Um, but I didn't really follow his, like what he did or how he went about it. I just knew he had his own business and yeah. I did know that he did work a lot of hours. So I knew hours of time were going to be behind it. I just didn't know the extent of it per se. Right. Yeah. So. And, and so then after you guys have started this, have you talked with him about startup stuff, entrepreneur stuff, business stuff? No. Um, I know he tried to give me some tippers like right when we first started, but, but I didn't really think that they were, um, parallel as you will. Cause I mean, he was moving furniture and whatnot. Um, so he actually got subcontracted through a big, a uh, big company. And, um, so it just, it is a little different. So we didn't yeah. really dabble much into um, talking about it anymore other than what he tried to, um, you know, give and, and then he was realizing, okay, well, moving furniture and delivery driving is a little different than the food (laughs) aspect. Yeah. There's no, uh, subcontracting for pretzels. I imagine. No, Uh, that's not really a thing. Um, so when you guys, uh, got started with this, so you posted on Facebook, um, what was your next step? Uh, like, did you start just selling it to Bad friends boy. at first or did you start a, did you actually start a, an official company? Like, how did you go about it? So we, we honestly would post pictures and then we just asked who would buy it. And then people started giving in their, um, input of like, Oh, you guys should try this, um, style flavor pretzel. And so we did it. And then we would, um, give out sample boxes to people. And then, um, 
Then we asked like how much would people would, you know, we'd ask how much they would pay. And then it just kind of started going from there. And then we just started working from home. And then um, we saved up some money, got a food tent, um, an oven. And then we ventured out to being, you know, a mobile concessionaire. And and that's kind of how we're we're at right now. So, so, uh, so when you started this, you, both of you were still working. Um, at what point did you decide and was it both of you quitting at the same time or did you stagger it? Like, how did you figure out that process? We staggered it. She, um, how did it go? I quit my job to help oh, with your dad. Well, yeah. So she quit her. Okay. So we'll have to back up a little bit. So how it happened, we ended up moving in with my parents to take care of my father, um, he ended up being diagnosed with leukemia. And then he had, um, in 2019, he had um, a major stroke. And um, mm. we were actually camping at the time. And um, the doctors had stated, you know, either he goes into a facility or he needs like 24 um, 7 like caregiver. So I didn't want him to go into a home. So I moved right. in um, with my parents. And of course, I was missing my wife and my two kids. So my mom said, Hey, why don't you guys just all move in? So she stayed with her job and then, um, it ended up getting a little too hard for me to just take care of my dad, you know, 24 seven. So she ended up quitting her job. And then that's pretty much once he passed, then we said, okay, let's, let's, let's do the whole business. But prior to my dad passing, we had already thought up of a business to do but we put it on hold, which my dad, you know, he knew, you know, we were putting on hold just to take care of him. But I had promised him that I would, you know, get my business going. It isn't the business that I had told him I was going to do, but nonetheless, it was a business. And so um, pretzels, pretzels, it is due to her, due to her craving. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I I am uh, sorry for your loss there, Viviana. Um, but I, I'm sure your, your dad is very proud of the business that you guys are building and, and the things that you're doing. So that's, that's great. Um, when you guys, uh, decided to make this jump, so, you know, all this happened and you decided, okay, we're going to start this pretzel business. Is there anything about it that made you, uh, nervous or or concerned or worried? Or like, did you think about, oh, we should just go get jobs again? Like how, what was your thought process in that? Honestly, I'm the one I'll take risks. Um, I guess that was due to being in the service. So, I mean, you move from place to place and you kind of never know what you're getting into or what place you're getting into. So to me, I wasn't really scared. Um, I was just more worried of like, okay, now we have to hustle because we have to continue to make money. So I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know if it was scared. It was just more like, okay, I had to have that hustle. So and as far as my wife, I'm different. <laughs> I like the whole job security, but um, honestly, I wouldn't trade our business for anything. I love what we do, but yes, I I was because I mean I've, I I've always had like a stable job. Well, what I consider a stable job. So like having that and um, like knowing I'm gonna have my set hours and I'm getting paid. That was very nice to have and comforting. So I I did. I would get nervous, especially because when we first started, we did start from home. So we would get orders um, called in or through our Instagram page or Facebook page. So, um, I mean, as long as we kept on getting orders, that that made us happy. So I I think that was more of the scary part for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was there, um, so when you guys left your jobs, was what level of revenue were you at at that point? Nowhere compared to what we have now. I think um, when I was doing my full-time subbing, and I, and I say full-time, it's because I had a, uh, a long-term um, position um, for seventh grade math. And I mean, the school was paying like 100, I think 130 a day. So I worked, you know, Monday through Friday. I mean, I think my take home was, was maybe a little shy of 3000 and then whatever she made. So, I mean, we were making, I think five, and then I had my, my military pension, um, well, my VA stuff. So I think we were making about seven grand a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and so what was in the beginning, what was the, what was Naughty Chicks making for you? I think it was about the same or just a little less. So we were just like, okay, this is, this is okay. You know? Right. And then, and then now it's way way it's different now (laughs) (laughs) so okay so that that was like a good like okay if we quit like we basically have replacements of our of our salaries um and so now so it's been a couple of years um Mm -hmm. where are you guys at now in terms of revenue and, and what was the main driver of expanding that to get to the point that you're at now so where we're at right now According to our bookkeeper, I think we're like one fifteen to one hundred nineteen thousand a year. I think the only fallback is like, so with the regular job, you don't have to buy supplies. I mean, other than your clothes and you go to work. This one here, you have to be like, oh, okay, I have this money, but I mean, with with that comes repairs on equipment, you know, and then buying your supplies and stuff. Right. So it's 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 definitely money comes in, money goes out. So it's, it's a revolving door. Yeah. When you, and if we don't work, we don't make money. Yeah. Right. When you got into this, uh, did you sit down and actually make uh, write up a business plan and think through the numbers? Uh, Nancy, you said you were in accounting. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that you maybe had a hand in that. No, we honestly didn't. No, <laughs> we did not make a business plan. Our business plan was just like sell as much as we can. Get out there. Make sure you sell for more than it costs to make. Like that's that's a, a, a pretty important tenant. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely we do that. I, I, <laughs> I figure out those numbers after we bought the supplies to do it, and I was like, okay, so we're definitely profiting. So we, um, we do well. She does uh, Viviana mostly. She figures out a lot, like what our overhead is, and um, she calculates everything, like you know, in regards to like our price when we make our our pricing for the types of pretzels we're selling. So she's, she's really good at that. Okay. That's an interesting question there. So how do you figure out? um, So initially you asked customers what they'd be willing to pay, but now, um, you know, you're not going to ask customers, I would think. Uh, So as you introduce new products, new, new types of pretzels, how are you figuring out the price points that make sense in the market? Um, Honestly, well, our prices have jumped, um, twice within these past two years um but i mean i go with okay so honestly a big factor is gas so gas is is one Mm. of the main contributing factors because gas fluctuates you know but i mean of course my prices aren't going to fluctuate in the sense of like if gas is down my prices go down no it just it'll stay either stagnant or if you know the gases jump up again then of course my price will probably jump up but so has product i think our flour 
has jumped up in the two years, it's jumped up $4 in price. Wow. So, but still, even though it's jumped up about $4, I'm still profiting, profiting in, in the sense of like, okay, I can stay at this price with a pretzel. And then I figure out like how many pretzels I can make out of one bag or a batch. And then same thing with milk. And so since we do get ours at like a distribute distribution company, like some of the prices are cheaper, um, except still hands down, I think Costco has like the cheapest milk, but so I did, that's how I play into it. So even though we're selling our, our pretzels at a certain price, I know I'm still profiting even though, even though prices are going up. So as long as I can make at least four or $5 off a pretzel, I'm happy. Okay. Um, that's interesting. So, uh, so like looking forward, um, right now you guys are still, uh, you, you don't have any kind of like food truck or anything else like that, right? You're going to places and, and selling pretzels kind of, how do you see the business well, growing we, over time? We still go to places. It's just that, um, it's more places that accept food tents. So we still go like to Got farmer's it. markets. We do a lot of, um, school events. So like, a sporting event, uh, back to school night, um, breweries, lunch, lunch festivals at yeah, schools lunch, and stuff. Yes. So we, we still like figure out to get into certain places, um, that will accept the food tent. And then there's not many mobile pretzel companies where we actually like roll them out right there in front of people. And I, we roll them out, we bake them right there. So they, they are like legit fresh pretzels. Yeah. Uh, now that you're saying that, I don't know that I've ever seen one uh, where there's been food tents and things like that. I, I Yeah, I've never seen fresh pretzels like that. So um, that's kind of awesome. And ours um, are different too, so. Yeah, absolutely. With all the different flavors. So, <laughs> um, so, so how do you, how do you scale this business or how are you thinking about scaling this business then? Honestly, our, our goal is I, I and our dream goal is honestly to try to get into a a stadium if we can sell at a football stadium and be like their staple pretzel like just like how Dodgers have their Dodger dogs well I want a stadium to be like wow these are the best pretzels and we need them in our football stadium so that's a goal and I don't care what football stadium although I'm a big <laughs> KC fan but if, a Raider fan. She's a Raider fan, but I'm like, if the Niners, <laughs> if the Niners pick us up, oh, I will be a Niners fan that day. <laughs> the the uh, allegiance is flexible depending on who's who's the client. So, like like every good entrepreneur, right there, <laughs> exactly. Support for this podcast comes from Hiscox, committed to helping small businesses protect their dreams since 1901. Quotes and information on customized insurance for specific risks are available at Hiscox.com. Hiscox, the business insurance experts. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about um, the stress and kind of how you guys deal with the stress of managing a business. You you both talked about you guys have have two kids uh, and then, you know, working is basically like, Hey, I've got to go drive out and set up a tent and, you know, be there the whole time. Uh, you can't even hang around and enjoy the event really because you're serving pretzels all the time. So how do you manage, uh, the stress of, of owning a business like this and, and making everything else work in life? Sometimes you just 
you have to waver out like what's more important. So, um, well, our daughter, she moved out already, so she's on her own, but we still have our, our son who's, who's 14. Um, I know during one of his parades for Christmas, I believe it was uh, the year before last, um, honestly, we just closed down the booth and we just said, sorry, we're going to go watch your son. I mean, people weren't happy, but I mean, it, I don't know if it really affected our sales. I mean, because when we were there, we still had a line. No, you had that. <laughs> you had you went, I stayed. Oh, never mind. So she we, stayed. I stayed in the car. I went. She went. So it's, we just like pretty much, we, you know, we talk about like, okay, who's going to do what? So we really try to work things out when it comes to like our kids and yeah. if we're able to like get away for a little bit. The brew fest we closed down. At, oh, yeah. yeah. So there was a brew fest too. So I, it, I mean, we, we had customers, I mean, our line was super long and I was just like, we didn't have a break. We hadn't gone to the restroom. We were the only food vendor until the other food truck showed up. So wow. we were just like, I'm sorry, we're, we're closed. I mean, we need self-care, you know, as well. When I say self-care, you know, at least, at least go sprinkle some water on her face, go utilize, <laughs> you know, the restroom and whatnot. So, right. um, I, I mean, and we came back, people were still there. So it, Sometimes you just have to stop and people have to understand like, Hey, we're human as well. So, yeah, I mean, you can't expect somebody not to be able to go pee you know, right. at some point. I mean, like <laughs> we're all people like, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, and, and the fact that they were still there obviously means that you have a good product or maybe it's that, that at that moment in time you had a monopoly because nobody else was there, which is, that's a good thing to do too. Um, so like that a lot, how, how do you guys deal with, um, like sleep and, and all the other kind of wellness stuff? Uh, do you have any routines? Like, how do you fit those into the day? Because what's sleep, <laughs> what's sleep? <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Um, well, I was going to say like, you know, being founders, it, it's easy for work to overwhelm everything else, right? Like, honestly, you can, you could not sleep and there's always something to do. So how do you fit those things in? How do you think about those things? I don't know. Other than the fact that we, we just really love what we do. I mean, we do sleep. I mean, sometimes it's three hours. Sometimes it's four hours. I mean, today I got the most sleep ever. It was great. But I think it was like, what, seven hours of sleep? Yeah. Oh, that, was, that was a good day. I, I was um, almost ready for you to say five hours. You were like, yeah, it was five hours. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, we just make time. You just have to learn to make time. And and, yeah. and there's there's times like there's events where like, ooh, it's our day off, but that looks like a good event. Let's do it. So, I mean, and I guess in that sense, because we own it. So we pick and choose the events we want, you know, um, sometimes if it's super hot, um, I know in this past uh, few weeks, we actually didn't go to two events just because we're like, it's like a hundred and something degrees. And we're like, yeah, 108. 108. And we're just like, nope, it, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to do it to ourselves. Um, I'm prone to getting heat strokes. So I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to kill myself today. Like yeah. today's not the day. So it's, it's not worth it. And plus like, imagine if you had a line of people at your tent and then something happens to one of them standing in line for a pretzel, like that's just not a, not a good scene for anybody. It's uh, it has been incredibly hot lately. Um, so that is completely understandable. No, but you know what? We've actually had a situation where she did Okay, uh, this was a Swedish festival that we did in Kingsburg. My wife actually had a heat stroke. So during that time, we had a long line. <laughs> we didn't really, we stopped for a little bit. She actually got carried away to the hospital, but we were, my son, 
myself. And then we actually had one of our customers come in and help us. So we were still like going. Still going. Because my wife was like, no, you still keep on going. You work. And I was like, okay. So we, we sold out that day, thankfully. And yeah, she was good afterwards. But I mean, yeah, we can, we can keep on going as much as Man, that sounds like you, you have customer number one right there. Like, like oh, you know yeah. what? You're shorthanded. Let me just get back behind yeah. there. And- no, she, she's, she's, she's amazing. amazing. Yes, she's an amazing lady. Like, we're still friends with her. She's, yes. she's super sweet. Oh, that's great. That is great. Um, so you've been doing this now for a few years. Um, you know, if you could go back in time, uh, is there anything that you would do differently? And if so, what? Keep our job so we can pull out a loan for a food truck. <laughs> that's one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anything else that uh, hits high of like, oh yeah, we should have done this differently. That's honestly really it um oh well we were going to go into a brick and mortar i honestly i think i would have just instead of um going into a brick and mortar and spending money to do so i would have just kept our money to to plug into a food well food truck or food trailer yeah so yeah yeah so so it was a little bit of a so you did do that brick and mortar and it didn't work out for you we never even got to open the brick and mortar we just oh, pumped wow. money into it to try to get it going and it just didn't pan out as as expected. And yeah. honestly, any person that plans on going into a brick and mortar, definitely look to see how old the building is, look to see if it's even doable. Unless you have a ton of money and you can pump money into a building, mm-hmm. then go for it. But we, yeah. we didn't have that type of money. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I, I, w- I want to push on this uh, question a little bit more. Um, talk about setting boundaries. So you talked about boundaries just a, a minute ago. Uh, you're not going to do a 108 degree uh, event. That That's a, a boundary of like limits of human capabilities. But are there other boundaries that you set in terms of, you know, making sure that you guys both stay happy and sane and, you know, the, the business doesn't overwhelm you? Uh, well, like on your days off, I know sometimes like our days off aren't really days off because you have to go and buy supplies or it's, it's always something with the business, but we do try to take like at least a date, like a family day, like go watch a movie, just, just to relax and decompress and just, just take time with, you know, for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Especially our son, you know, cause he works with us as well. So we have a 14 year old, he, he, I mean, it's like any 14 year old, like, I mean, he's working, but he's getting those, I guess, life skills. But since he, we try to make sure it's fun for him. So we try to do stuff. We take him and his friend places and, and whatnot. So he sees the rewards of, mm-hmm. of working as well. Like we're not yeah. just working just to work. Like, I mean, yeah, we're able to do certain things because of the work that we, or the job that we have, not job, but you know, our business. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you have other rules? Like, Hey, uh, no talking about pretzels at, at the dinner table or, you know, anything like that. You know what? We, we try on our days off not to talk about business, but sometimes it's so hard. And then there's times where we're like, you know what? Just leave it. We're, we're not going to deal with it. We're on vacation. <laughs> it, yeah. It'll be there when we come back, you know, and if it's not, there'll be another gig. Yeah. Are, are you tempted when you're on vacation and you see, uh, uh, somebody else that makes pretzels to go and try them out and see how they are compared to yours. Yes, yes. of course. 
but <laughs> but there's really not any here in the valley. I mean, you have your typical um, Wetzel and Auntie Anne's, but Auntie Anne's kind of flushed out of the five five nine area. So honestly, I don't even want to say competitor, but the only other pretzel company around here is Wetzel, but they're they're a big old franchise. So right. I mean, we're just we're just a minnow compared to them. So <laughs> I I mean, so and honestly, like there's I can't really say like there's a pretzel company out there that I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna go try you guys because there there really isn't one. You know, yeah. unless we go back east, but we haven't gone back east, so Right, right. Yeah. Do do you like go shopping when you're out? Do you go shopping for like unusual flavors and you're like, hey, maybe this would be good on a pretzel? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. I yeah. honestly I think people probably like and I I mean people probably think we're like potheads or something because some of the flavors <laughs> we come up with and it's like some of it's on a fly and I'm just like I promise you I'm not. I just I like food. Uh, I love that. Yeah. It's um I mean it's a great business if you love food and I love food too. So uh that's awesome. Um so okay, last question for y'all. Um what would you tell somebody who's thinking about uh, launching a side hustle or like you guys taking a side hustle and making it into a full-time business? What advice would you give them? Do it. Because honestly, you're going to sit there and you're going to wonder like, oh, what if I would have done it? Or, oh, I should have, or I thought of. No, just, I mean, take a leap of faith and do it. And like I tell my wife, you know, if God forbid this ever flops, I mean, I know it can go to, back to teaching and they'll take her back to the hospital, you know, back at the hospital to work. So, um, I know we have jobs to fall back on, but you'll never know unless you take that leap of faith. And and if you need to bribe them, you know how to make some pretzels that are really good and you can take them right. in and be like, yeah. yeah, you really should rehire me. Right. So there you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Nancy, Viviana, this has been fantastic uh, and a lot of fun. Where can our listeners find and connect with you guys? Uh, you can find us on Instagram uh, under our business page, which is Naughty Chicks. And uh, what's Naughty underscore Chicks. And just make sure you spell Naughty the correct way because then you'll get something else. So it's <laughs> K-N-O-T-T-Y underscore C-H-I-X. And then on Facebook, we're at, we're at, um, at Naughty Chicks. It's all one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's great. So th- thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Side Hustle to Small Business Podcast, powered by Hiscox. To learn more about how Hiscox can help protect your small business through intelligent insurance solutions, visit hiscox.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X.com. And if you have a story you want to hear on this podcast, please visit hiscox.com slash share your story. I'm your host, Sanjay Park. You can find me on Twitter at at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y, or on my website at sanjayparik.com.